When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 127 or 8. We're not sure. We can't look it up. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Cap Lynn in America. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks. You can find (laughs) Cap Lynn in America at Cap Cap in America America, on Twitter. Also, we're on Instagram. Where are we, Cap? We're uh, I'm a cap in America and we're at lost in America. And I was getting compliments last night. Someone thought that was a very, they thought cap in America was such a clever name for a Twitter handle. And so then I got to promote the pod, a little door to door action. And oh, you, yours, yours isn't that clever. Turner Sparks. There we go. <laughs> but it's on, it's a, it's a, it's a marketing person's dream. Yes. Just what is Turner Sparks? Turner Sparks. Yeah, it's a strong name. It's a real name. People, do they ask you if it's a fake name? A Everyone lot? asks all yeah. the time. Stage on the name, they think you're a Jew. On no. the way over here, on the <laughs> subway, people say, "Are you going? To, are you the Lost in America Turner Sparks?" I said, "I am." Real name, fake name. I said, yeah. "Real." Yeah, real, they thought my last name, name was uh, Leibowitz. S- Sparkberg. <laughs> <laughs> Leibowitz. Yeah. Isn't that what's John Stewart? John Stewart is like Leibowitz, I think. Or yeah, yeah, Leibowitz. So on the podcast today, Kaplan, we have. You, we have me. I just got back from China. You're lost. You, you, you touched your roots. You, you went home. Every once in a while, you got to do a, a pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. The, that's the word I was looking for. To the homeland. <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah, and I went back to see her family. And um, But you wouldn't know this if you're listeners because of the magic of podcasting. I was here last week. We did the episode. with. The, that was a fantastic episode, by the way, with the cardiologist. Yeah. People, uh, a lot of people were complimenting me. And they thought it was the infamous episode where I had a heart attack. And I was telling them, no, 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 we got... There's two. There's multiple episodes. We're getting a lot of mileage out of this heart attack. It wasn't one. So listen to them all. I don't know. I'm going to see my cardiologist soon. I hope he's not mad that I like cheated on him. We'll find out if he's a listener. I mean, we'll find out. Exactly. Sri Grandi, what a cardiologist to the pod. My dad said best episode ever. Wow. Did your dad like listen to any of his advice? Does he go to the cardiologist now to get a checkup? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Cap. Yeah. I got a couple things to promote. I have, I got shows coming up. The biggest one of all of my career if you're listening to this, this is not a joke. Bigger I, than uh, I need you to, the time you played Allentown? Second biggest of my career. <laughs> All right. Allentown, uh, the days in or whatever that was, was the, the best Western. The best Western. The lobby was the number one. People are checking in around me. Yeah, that's what you're known for. Yeah. Like your signature moment. Hey, where are you guys from? Well, uh, we're here tonight. <laughs> You're like in the lobby, like literally, like <laughs> it was in like. The How do breakfast. I find the Applebee's? Where's was, the breakfast buffet? It was in the breakfast buffet room. I'm not even oh, kidding. Yeah. You can ask your parents. But there was a there was a window to the lobby, and people kept looking in. But no, biggest show of my career to date. Nine years in comedy. Biggest show of my career coming up June seventh at the Friar at the Friars Club in New York City. There will be a link in the notes of this episode. I'm not even kidding. I need everyone who listens this to. To come. I'm getting nervous. You're getting nervous that people aren't going to come? That people aren't going to come. That it's going to be you. It's going to be Randy. It's going to be my parents. It's going to be my wife. And then no one else. We'll just bring a laugh track then. We might have to bring a laugh. No, we need people. <laughs> we need real live laughers. We need real live we laughers. We want to get on Sirius XM. Exactly. air there one day. Yeah, so. and then you might get royalties. You might not, but you might yeah. if you laugh loud enough because you'll be on my album recording. You'll be on it. It'll be on the radio. It'll be all over the place. So, those shows are 7.30 and 9.30. Get those tickets. Turn, get all these at turnersparks.com, but you can also get them um, in the notes to this episode. Also, let's see. Coming up May 10th, I'll be at the El Macero Country Club in Davis, California. 
El Mocero. The, thir- the third biggest highlight of your career. <laughs> the third biggest highlight of my career. That's uh, May 10th. So these are all leading up to that big show because yeah, I got to prepare. You got to prepare. May 10th, El Mocero Country Club. May 14th, I'm at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, California. I love Mill Valley. Back at the Throckmorton. Back to the baby. future, baby. And then uh, May 25th, I'm going to be in Miami, Florida. It's quite a tour. On Calle Ocho. That is 8th Street for those of you who don't speak Spanish. I'll be there at the at the Ocho uh, Club or Ocho something. <laughs> Ocho Club. Something <laughs> like that. The Ocho Club. The Ocho ha- Club. Haha, ha, Ochos. Well, I know we got Miami listeners, so go get your friends. Go, that, Just Google that one, Ocho, you'll find it. That one Ocho needs, and comedy. That one needs help selling tickets also. And um, June 1st, Saturday night, I'm going to be at the Beer Baron Comedy Loft in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, with Andrea Jones-Roy. Will Tyler Sparks be there? Tyler Sparks will be in attendance. Wow. Gary and Murray Sparks will be in attendance. I, I haven't seen him in a show since The Great Creek in the Cave. The, not, <laughs> that definitely was, not the highlighted career. That was the last, when I got heckled by your son. <laughs> yeah. That was the last time he's seen me. Yeah, so hopefully this goes a little this better. Go, I'm sure it'll go better already. So use the under construction joke. And and I can I say a real quick plug? They got the Tribeca Film Festival going on in New York City. Right now. Oh, it's going on right now. I should have promoted this last week, but it's going through Sunday, May 5th. Big and, stuff uh, going on. on Sunday the 5th, you can see all the movies that won the awards. That all, oh, yeah. all the movies that won the awards that, in each category, they're going to have screenings that day. So check it out, TribecaFilm.com. And also, you know, you may see me at something if you go to, a, you know, so you might get a Big chance. Big celebrity, Michael. If you see like a red carpet event, you're walking by in New York for our New York listeners, try to get in because you might see me there. Drop my name. Drop his name. Literally, if you say my name to security guards, you might get in. So try it. <laughs> Actually, try it. <laughs> Actually, try um, it. I'm here to meet Mike Kaplan. Say <laughs> Kaplan. He told me to meet him here. Yeah, it might work. He's inside. Like, All right. And not the MYQ. No, they don't. That guy's banned. I had him in the festival. <laughs> nice. I gave him his picture. And Good everything. work. Yeah. He's on our list. Um, Kaplan, Cap, you told me off air. I don't know if we're allowed to say, but you were hobnobbing with John McEnroe last Johnny night. Johnny McEnroe. Last night. Last night, we were uh, discussing Teddy's tennis career. He complimented me, said I did the right thing, starting him off at age four. Yes. So he thinks of me as like a an Agassi like dad. Here we go. Phil Agassi. We need <laughs> we need uh we need Teddy to pay these bills. Only seven more years. He's seven years old. He can be a pro in seven years. Boom. We can start paying for the pod. Yeah. Yeah. I. I it's back in solid, but I wouldn't start counting <laughs> All that, that money. money's going to the pod. <laughs> yeah, that's, so funny. So that's, our, that's our scheme this whole time. One more update, Cap, before we get into the uh, the meat of the show. Amazon, I have an update. So last Amazon week- Amazon is the meat. For everyone who listens <laughs> last part week, of the show. For everyone who listened last week, you'll know that we were kicked off of Amazon after we uh, promoted, we stupidly promoted uh, Michael H. Weber's book. Right, well, the book that he's making into a screenplay, yes. Yeah, the yeah. book, uh, the, the Daisy Jones. Yeah, don't promote it. I'll give it okay. any more. Anyway, so at once we started promoting that about a month ago, Amazon booted us off the platform. Bezos personally ordered the hit. We haven't getting, seen Dollar One since that time. So I got on the phone. I got on the horn. I called up Bezos. I apologize. I said, Weber, whatever he said to you at your yeah. Hollywood party. Weber's very anti-Amazon in general, so yeah, he knew Yeah, whatever that. he said to Bezos at the big Hollywood Silicon Valley parties, wherever <laughs> they go, he, he apologizes. Bezos put us black back on the platform, so now it's working. We're locked back in. You guys, if you want to contribute to this podcast, we don't ask for money. We ask for you the money you spend on Amazon. You give some of that to us. And the way you can do that is go to lostinamericapod.com. Click in the Daisy Jones and the Six book in the upper right-hand oh, corner. Still there. Click That'll take you back to Amazon. Do your shopping. We'll make a percentage of what And I buying. just a little insider's tip, people. It's, it's very dusty this time of year. Spring. You clean things out. Get an yes. air purifier. Get an air purifier. I, I just recommend it. Kaplan just got one. We got 8% That's of the, the best, money the mo- spent. The most uh, any item ever purchased. It's a, it's a pricey air purifier. It so. was a pricey air purifier. We got 8%. We're, 
We're rolling it. But we, we're not rolling that much. We still need your money. All right, Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Let's play the music. Play the music. All right, we're back. Kaplan, you are lost in America this week. What's going on? Yeah, you know, before I had a heart attack, I was known as the guy who, instead of the guy who had the bum heart, I was known as the guy who didn't know how to parent. Yes. That used to be, it's kind of, bum- yeah. people have forgotten about that. Yeah, you're multifaceted <laughs> yeah, in what I mean, you don't know how to do now. <laughs> exactly. People are, uh, now they give me credit for like anything I do with the kids. It's like, uh, yes. know, it's like an accomplishment. But, um, you know, so Teddy, uh, my oldest, who just turned uh, seven this week, Happy birthday, Teddy. Happy and, birthday. Uh, you know, he's finishing up first grade and he next year's going to second grade and things are getting, you know, more competitive at school. You know, they, uh, you know, I remember a few years ago in this podcast, we talked about how I tried to get him to take the gifted and talented test and he threw a fit. And yes. Like, when he was so, like four or five. Yeah. He just wouldn't take it. And I look back. In the first day, sign, he might not be gifted and talented. <laughs> <crying>. <laughs> he refuses to take the yeah, test. We went to a museum instead. I educated him. But. I look back on that. And I think you make moment, you make choices in life, and you sometimes just get lucky. That you, it, you, uh, people gave me shit for that. Yeah, but I'm so happy with that. You know why? You decided not to make him take it because he was throwing such a fit that he. I had was to like, go I didn't want to deal with it, and I yeah. was like, then he's got to. I was thinking he was going to have to commute to school if he got in. I assumed he got in. I think my kids gifted like everyone else does in this generation. Yeah. But forget the commute. I've heard through the grapevine that the homework situation at the gifted schools is like really intense. There's a ton of homework, and it's like hard and. I would, I, it, this would have affected, like, I would have failed. I would have fallen apart if that How would have been. How so? Because we're in regular school now, and I'm failing. Like, like we're, when, I say, when I say I'm failing, I say, so, like, these kids have this homework nowadays where it's, like, the math, they have a math. This is first grade? First grade. And they always have, like, three sections of homework. It's always, like, the math page, and then they have the, um, they have, like, a write, a reading like comprehension thing and they have a writing thing. One of those three can you not do at a first well, grade the level? Math is always easy and Teddy can do it on his own usually except sometimes he doesn't understand the question and I argue with him and then I just say forget it. You'll be you'll, the teacher will tell you wrong. I don't care. Yeah. That's like one. He's good at math. But the reading stuff it's like a lot of it's like you read a book and he can read. His readings it's really amazing. You watch these kids they learn to read in the course of a year. But he you have to answer a question. Like, it's like they want you to answer like one of based on your reading level, they'll give you like certain questions. You have to answer one of them. Okay. It's like to show that you understand the story, not just yeah. can read. And they ask things about the character or the plot or examples of your life. And he hates all these questions. He thinks they're all stupid. I like, I'm like, I literally, there was like a night where I looked at it. It was like we started at 7 15 at night and it was like past, it was like 8 10. And I was like, he has written like one word. Like, I can't get him to write. I try so hard to like, because his hand ring's bad. Like, I try hard in my mind to, like, help him more than I want to. Yeah. I want to get it done. I want to watch basketball. Sure. You want to And I also on. want him just to practice handwriting. So I'm like, I know he's smart enough. I can. So I start feeding him lines a little bit. I start writing. I basically write in the homework for Ghost him. Ghostwriting. I'm, like, giving him good things that I think are, like, good answers to these questions. On big picture thing is I, help him, I helped him with his answer last week. I thought it was really good. I was excited to come, you know, get the homework back, this journal they write in. I was excited. Usually you want to see what grade you get all year long. You know, like this is the type of uninvolved shitty parent I've been. I didn't know that all year long, every freaking Friday, they have a spelling test. And he's always coming home with these like 80%, 75%. And I was like, God, why don't you prepare for these tests? When are these? And Randy's like, they're every Friday. 
So oh, I start wow. studying with him. He started doing better. So then all year long, he's coming home with his rating journal. And they're always like, sometimes she gives him a check mark. Sometimes she, a lot of times she's like, write neater. Or why don't you answer the question? Or a lot of comments about he's not doing good. So I was comments. very excited when I helped. We I, don't like comments. Yeah, I was excited. Like now that I'm home, it was when I was home for the heart attack, I was more involved. I'm like, now that I'm home, I'm more involved. He's eating the spelling test. I'm getting the writing in order. So I couldn't wait to open up that book. I, this answer that I basically wrote for him, frowny face. <laughs> I got a frowny face. Why? I wanted to storm into the teacher's office and argue with her. I don't know. It was like he didn't. You're like, listen, <laughs> lady, I stayed up all night doing this. <laughs> my kid's over for doing my son's homework. So, so like I th- the question, you know, she'll, the question will be like, how does this relate to your life? This, yeah. this character's you know, storyline. Yeah. And Teddy will say something like, this relates to my life because I like video games. Because oh. the character in the book likes video games. But I think which her What were you writing? So I said that was good. And I had tried I said, because that's why I like this this book. I said, Oh, you like video games, he likes video games. He was the, the boy was from China. Um Oh yeah. You, uh, you should write that your dad has a podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but what's so he supposed she to write? something like, Well, use an example of which video games do you like to play or use examples. That gets to, a frowny face. I gotta even so yeah, so I wanna know. I guess the question is. I need to get him to get not get frowny faces, but I also need to do it in a way that doesn't take an hour. Because I guess I'd rather get the frowny face, and uh, I, I'd rather get a frowny face if we do it in ten minutes. Sure, but I, if we could do it in an hour, I want to get a smile. Yeah, you want it, We want a smile for an hour's hard work. An hour's hard work, right? Oh, here I got an answer. Yeah, you um, flip it back on her, and you say that. It's um it re- I, I relate to them because we both get uh be- like beat by our parents or something and then she has to like be like oh that that's a definite A plus because you can't give a kid a C a frowny face who gets beat up by his parents right but then she's lost in America she has to decide if she's got to go to like the, the print- authorities, authorities the- <laughs> yeah but they can come check you there's gonna be nothing there but also it's a great this is a great trick for all kids who cheat whose parents because I know parents I mean I think it started with my mom and my sister that generation the parents all started doing the homework for the kids. Yeah. So it's a great way to prove your your um you you had no parent help because <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't your parents like a trick. Yes. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't say I beat my pa- my parents beat me or And it's a it's a way to always get A's. You're not going to get no one's going to give you a frowny face when you're admitting child abuse that's right. happening upon So what you. else can I do that's not as bad? What else can I have him write? <laughs> can I write like I'm like him because I don't have enough food to eat or something yes, like that? Cuz then it's that's like, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like him because... Uh, is this a Jewish school? My shoes are also falling apart. Like, like my dad doesn't take me to synagogue or something? <laughs> or is there something that's like slightly bad, but not uh, not going to get the cops called on you? Yeah, that I don't get new shoes enough or uh, <laughs> something. Because I, I do read a lot of books, about. He's Teddy's really interested in kids around the world, so he does read a lot of books about kids in other countries, and he likes... Like, yeah, he really latched on to this kid. Uh, I think his name is Jinsung. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that. Shout it's, out. He, he's in China. Ginseng. Ginseng, yeah. And he likes soccer. Ginseng. <laughs> he likes, he's, read, he's written about him a couple times. He likes soccer. Tay likes soccer. I think she was like, well, what, a, what, a, what, do you, what position do you play? Or something like more specific. It's always more specific. It's real. So, you know, we're just going to write a sentence full of, of um, specifics that no, the audience doesn't even give a shit about. There you go. <laughs> we both yeah. support Chelsea. And yeah, we, yeah, yeah. There you go. Done. <laughs> we both, okay. Anyway. I think right. we figured that Solved. out. <laughs> Solved. All right, Cap, should we get to my China trip? Let's bring you in. Bring me in. All right, we're back. 
Kaplan. Um, I'm gonna jump into my trip here. It was my. It was so I we. It was my uh, yearly trip back to China with Yeah. We went to see her family this time. I went back twice last year because one was for the comedy festival. Right. You've downgraded to from twice yearly to or by to once a to year. once a year because they took the comedy club away. Right. Oh, the comedy festival was gone. So I'm not going for comedy anymore. Yeah. We never did our live pod as we discussed a few weeks ago. We never did our live pod, but they might be reopening. Did we announce that before? Were they reopening or is that still top secret? That's top secret. Oh. There, I can't announce it, but uh, let's just say a different part of Asia we might be able to go to. A different part of Asia live pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book that. <laughs> different part of Asia. If you can guess which one, I'll give you free tickets. For the there show. you go. <laughs> so I went, we went back to Suzhou, China. No comedy. I didn't do any stand-up this time. Mm. Uh, but we didn't see your family. Here's what I remember. Like, kind of, I never noticed this before because my two experiences previously are either living there for 12 years and or being here or going back and just doing comedy and hanging out with And her whole family's expats. in Suzhou. Her whole family's in Suzhou. They're all Chinese. They're all from Suzhou. I figured they were all Chinese. Yeah, but they all... They, oh, they don't speak English. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, does anyone... I mean, there's people who speak small bits of English, right. but for the most does part... Does her dad speak English? No, 0%. So, okay. Yeah, and most of her family, 0%. No wonder why that Rain Man speech by your brother went over so well at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he loved it. Uh, especially because you need to have seen Rain Man, <laughs> which is a night movie from like the 1970s. <laughs> 80s, Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway. Uh, and so uh, that was really like the, that was Tyler's wedding yeah. speech was really a <laughs> how to on how to bomb. <laughs> we should recreate that. In life, <laughs> do everything along, wrong. But, so it must be interesting not to go off topic, but like having your, like a father-in-law, you don't like, well, I guess you, you could speak Chinese with him. So it's fine, but it's yeah. interesting not having like, you know, English. A, yeah, so we, uh, yeah. So we speak Chinese to each other, but I mean, also culturally, there's not that much in common. Right. You know, most of it revolves around uh, drinking. Yeah, we both enjoy, and then also eating. He cooks all the time. Oh, that's good. So like eating, and then um, and then we get into like politics a little bit sometimes. Sports. He loves Bernie. He's a big Bernie bro. <laughs> Bernie bro. Yeah. That's what I heard. Not American <laughs> politics. Usually Chinese. Um, and but anyway, uh, it is interesting. And um, then their family. But then, the, so then what I, I, you don't realize if you, I going back, I don't speak, I speak Chinese, but not perfectly. And you're getting rustier, I guess. And or, I'm getting rustier. Yeah. yeah. It took me like halfway through the week to like really get it back. And uh, when I realized that, I realized this early in the trip, when you don't, when you're the one who speaks the language the worst and you're a foreigner, people treat you <laughs> like you're, special can i say that yeah i don't want to use the r word you're not supposed to use the r word anymore so like a special redact, kid a redact oh wait, yeah okay. like a kid who gets the pizza party at school when that right. class that one right. class that gets one like once a week yeah where everyone else gets one once a year maybe yeah someone is retarded yeah <laughs> exactly that's how people treat you yeah. and i don't even i don't think so this is a common question i got which i got this time as well is you're sitting not even a question it's like you're sitting down to eat and you're at a table with 10 people and they go, one of them goes, Ooh, look at you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like you had a heart attack. Wow. <laughs> look at you. Look at you using chopsticks. Oh, like they they're like, you're wow, you know how to use chopsticks. <laughs> and you're like, Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, I lived here for 12 years. In 12 years, I learned how to use chop. Ooh, but you're a foreigner. Yeah, they must be. And you still, they think because you're not speaking perfectly, you know, must be retarded in all aspects of the culture, of the culture, of like, of, of um, motor skills. I like, mean, you don't know how to hold chops. They've never met those douchebags in America who've never left uh, 
uh, New York City, but they know how to use chopsticks because they want to impress their dates. <laughs> they have not met those people. <laughs> but also, like, I was just thinking if I was sit- if I was talking to a Chinese guy, how long have you been in America? 12 years. Look at your fork and knife yeah, skills. You know, how to, you know how to use the salad We're fork. proud huh? of you. What a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they very much um, explaining to me every... These are people... This is not my relatives, by the way. This is not his family. These are... Strangers, like strangers who are or just friends of coming friends. over for dinner for the night mm. or whatever. But they know that I lived there for 12 years. Right. They know I ran a business in that city for 12 years. Yeah, you were the funny guy in town. You I was the legend. funny guy. I was also the ice, ice cream, cream guy. guy. <laughs> and they would come in and they would go. Um, this is another real one is uh, is. Um, oh, you welcome to Su- a lot of welcome to Suja. Welcome to Suja. I'm like, OK, thanks. But it's like <laughs> it's like someone welcoming you to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hey. And then telling you like. Oh, you should eat this. This is our local famous dish. Ooh, you should Yakos. try. Go to Yakos in Allentown. You should try it. It's like one of your friends telling you, oh, you right. should try this. Or As if you've never heard of it. Your like, parents' friends telling you It's not like try. you've been gone for so long that the food changed. Or no, something. I was there last year. Yeah. Uh, you should try the fish. Also, a big thing is that I think the first time we ever had dinner together, I ate fish. Oh, so you're known as the fish guy. I'm known as the fish guy. Mm. So every time they order fish, which I do like fish. They're I'm like not, taking you to fish places trying to impress you. Every every meal's fish. Yeah, I'm not against fish. Yeah, I like that it. That Turner, he's, you know how these Americans are with their it fish. Is. He's the fish guy. <laughs> Get him the fish. He's oh, the fish that dude. Sounds like a mess. That sounds like ripping your masculinity i do appreciate <laughs> the fish but uh yeah it was a lot of hands on a lot of kid gloves do they like just drinking do they like act like you can't keep up probably with the baijo and the- well they know i can't drink baijo anymore because it's uh, gluten. Oh, gluten yeah oh that's but they're big on the wine but i'm glad you brought this up because i was drinking wine at every meal every night and then at lunch her dad would always cook at home and then we would have i brought him a bottle of rum mm. and so we'd have like a couple of glasses of rum for lunch that's great lunchtime rum it was the, great it was really great. And then at dinner, we'd have, we'd have wine. But by the time we got to the end of the week, I was just exhausted from drinking. <laughs> you can't keep up with them. I couldn't keep up. You're not as young as you used to be. And the final dinner, they all, like, obviously, they brought a bottle of wine for me because they knew I didn't drink wine. I mean, I didn't drink by Joe. Um, but- and when I announced I couldn't drink it, it was the uncles were very, a lot of protests happening. Oh my God. And her dad stood up with me for me. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't get this wrong. Turner is a drinker. Because okay. drinking scene is a good thing in right. China. It's not, like, there's no shame attached If you announce you've stopped drinking, like they, what are they? like? That would be bad. Do they have AA type programs even? Like the they, opposite. The opposite? No, it would be yeah, like, we interve- need to get him back. have an intervention when you stop drinking to get yes, you to start drinking yes, again? Yes, yes, Your friends. That was basically what they were trying You're to really do. You're really boring now. All the uncles were like, why? You can't not drink. You're only here <laughs> once a year. You have dinner with us. And her dad stood up for me. He's like, no, no, no. Turner drinks. Trust me. He's been drinking with me at lunch every day. Oh, yeah. Drinking on the table. He's just not drinking tonight. And they're like, ah, like when they, once he said, once he announced that I drink at lunch, they were, they were happy. Again. Yeah. Day drinking. Oh, ah, okay. He's okay. He's okay. The real man drinks at lunch. He's all right by us. That's a, uh, did you ever go when you're walking around Sujo? Do you stop by the ice cream trucks that, that took over and just like give them an evil eye? I did not. See what they're doing. But, uh, well, a couple of them are my old, a couple of people who run them still are like people who used to work for us, mm. which I'm okay with. Like people who, yeah, they got put they bread on the table. They didn't move on until we closed down. Yeah. Those people. And one of them did text me or like on WeChat basically. She said, Hey, I saw a picture of, I, I saw a picture of you online that you're in town. Oh. 
why don't you come by the truck? I didn't know you'd be here. We gotta. Come. I'll give you some ice they cream. Give you free ice cream at least. Yeah, come <laughs> hang out. No, this is not someone we who'd stolen from us. Oh, this okay. is a different person. I didn't have time, but I will do it the next time. But um, yeah, you gotta see what's going on in the ice cream business. So, so other other things that I never seen before in my life. So I met up with this guy Gary Ho, who was our Shout old out. ice cream truck, our ice cream cone supplier. Great old dude. He ever comes a- to New York, we gotta have him on the pod. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have a good cone guy. This is how good of a dude this guy was. Gotta have a good cone guy. In the ice cream business, it's a pillar of the business. In every business, you gotta have a good cone <laughs> you gotta guy. Gotta have a good cone guy. <laughs> Gary Ho Gary. is like 70, oh. and he's such a man. Samuel cone guy, I love it. He's one of those guys who has, I think similar to someone you might know, he has children ages 45 to 18. Oh, okay. And uh, he and his youngest son, he sent to University of Miami, because I got that's where I went. Oh, you were like the role model? There's the role model. <laughs> Gary Ho did this amazing move at lunch I've never seen before in my life. He ordered a, we, he took me out to Japanese food, ordered a bottle of sake before even asking if I was drinking or not. And I think I was not because I was so hungover from the night before. And um, so he drank it, but he drank like half of it. Can and you then, drink sake you can drink or that's a green? I don't even know. I didn't yeah. even check because oh, I wasn't uh, sure. Fall off. So he drank half of it. And then um, when it was, we were done eating and it was time to go, he still had half the bottle left. He asked for a to-go bag. For the sake. A bag? Or like a, they yeah, brought like, him like a, you know. a plastic container. Okay. Like they would put soup in. Oh, that's clever. And he poured the rest of the sake <laughs> in it. And then he had him like put a lid on it and he took it home. Imagine it was like, because with wine, they had that thing they invented with those little stoppers that you can get to take it to go. But if you imagine if you just pour the wine into like a soup container. It was a soup. It was <laughs> really like a plastic soup. Lose basket. the allure of how la yeah. the wine is. But. I thought that was a genius move. This is what the brilliant people do. So back to them thinking I'm special, right? Yeah. So every conversation uh, would, then this was a polite, they were doing this to be polite, but it definitely felt, me, it made me feel uh, like, like I was a dumbass, which I was. But then they would be in the middle, there would be some conversation going on. Everybody's firing back and forth in Chinese, you know? And then it was, it's hard to, it's easy to keep up with conversations not in your language. It's hard to jump in because by the time you formulate what you want to say, they moved on to the next topic. Right. You so know? You're... So anytime I would kind of jump, I'd be like, oh, uh, uh, and I couldn't get the words out in time. Mm. They would, some one person would notice it and they'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and they would stop all conversation. <laughs> so I could say what I wanted to say. It was incredibly polite because they knew that I wasn't included, but it also really makes you feel like, like the, it makes you feel like the six year old at the big kids table. Yeah. Let's see the floor and hear like Turner's thought. Let's Turner's going to read his book report. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was like when you're at dinner and you come in and you're gonna do it's like you got some talent. Yeah. You're gonna show off. That's good. I'm excited to go to China now because I'll, I'll be extra retarded. So I see no <laughs> yeah. Chinese. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So kind of get into the wait. Wait. I now need to get into the foreigners. Can I get into the expat situation? Yeah. What's going on? Has it changed? Very it- lost. Very lost in America. These people. Very lost in China. Lost these in people. Asia. First of all, no one's left. So when I was there for twelve years, everyone I knew was also there for twelve. It was the heyday. Right. You it all was, got there. You were a generation. The golden generation. We were the gold. Like much like the the uh, Argentinian basketball team. Yeah, we exactly. were the golden generation. We all came in at the same time. We all came in around like two thousand two to two thousand six. I would say two thousand four, maybe two thousand five, yeah. and then we all left. 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, Right in right. there. You're the Ginobili. With the Gino, Joe with the, Schaefer's the Nocioni. The Luis Scola. <laughs> Scola. Yeah. It's Gus Tate. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but now when you're there, it's very sad. It's very what, like, I don't know if this is what Allentown, is Allentown Rust Belt? Uh, Allentown's no belt. But. It's like, it's like <laughs> what, like any of those towns where the mill closes down oh, and yeah. then they all vote for Trump. 
Yeah. It's one of those. That's oh, what well. Sujo is because every all the well, business, businesses are gone once the Americans left. No, the Americans left because the businesses oh, are but gone. But I thought the Americans all got swept up in a drug bust or something. Well, there's multiple. <laughs> okay. So one thing is that even everyone I know is either swept up in a drug bust in prison. Yeah. Uh, they fled the country because of the drug bust. Was there also a few uh, pervs that got busted? Few per- that, yeah, a few scared, perverts. That scared some other pervs away. <laughs> yeah, a couple of perverts that were on the America's Most Modern <laughs> list. <laughs> Two perverts. The golden generation. <laughs> uh, one guy I know died, which is very sad. Oh. Um, and then other people... Just or- did- like the real pervs also fled inward. They went to the middle of the country because the they get blackballed. Yeah, they couldn't get, high, they couldn't high get hired. Yeah, so they're not in Sujo anymore because it became like too legit. Yeah, and then you're saying there's not as much jobs. because And then the jobs are gone because mm-hmm. China's kicking out all the foreign companies because what they did to Mr. Softy, they kind of nationalized my business. Mm-hmm. They, did, they do the same thing with like Apple and Google and everybody. Uber's gone. Uber used to be there and they kick out Uber and then they um, they, they start their own fake version of Uber and then kick out Uber. They start their own uh, Lyft? Uh, actually, <laughs> while I was there, Amazon left. Amazon's out. Oh my. Because they have their own version of Amazon. Oh, that's what we should do in Long Island City instead of Tmall. We should the Chinese Amazon. We should have got Chinese Amazon <laughs> yeah. in Long Island City. So, AOC would be in for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she would, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the, PO, the POC Amazon. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so all these people are gone. So when you go back now, it's like the one or two guys who just never left. Like yeah, I'm like, sure every Rust Belt the town Matthew has. McConaughey of is- It's the real dirtbags. Yeah. It's the real uh, drinkers. And, uh, and so what do they do for work? They don't even work. They just like. <laughs> they just sit around and collect unemployment. No, they don't know. Yeah. No, no, I have a couple of friends who work at like the local. Uh, one friend who works at the local bar. Mm. Actually two. Basically, that's what they do. It's guys who work at local restaurants or bars or Are there whatever. Women left. Or they're Usually all... they're married and oh. they have kids there, and so that's why they're kind of staying and mm. they're going to be there forever. Uh, women left now. There's no because <laughs> there was no women at the beginning, like oh, foreign women. Yeah, foreign women. They're not moving there in the early days because yeah. when I moved to China in the early days, the, the number one question is like when you tell people you move there, they're like, why? Right. Because this wasn't a hot time to move to China. It was like if you're moving abroad, you're go- if you're hot and you're a girl, you're going to France, you're going to Italy, England, yeah, Italy. England. You're not going to China, Australia. Yeah, and then and then there was a few years there in the middle, and the real hate it. That's when you knew China became was taken off. A few hot girls showed up when all the hot white chicks came. <laughs> hot white chicks showed up, and then they were the last to come first to leave. Yeah, if you know, and they were the, once it seemed like a sniffed like it's it was like going downhill. You knew it was time to sell. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Bang, bang a few of them, and then let's get that the actually out. would be a great, <laughs> be a great like uh, index, index, hot chick index, <laughs> hot white chick index. Of, like when it's like when, Thomas Friedman's yeah. book. It's like when the New York Times travel section writes about an area, <laughs> you're like, okay, I missed it. Like I went to Tulum, Mexico after I was like, oh, I knew yes. it was already over yes. for like cool people. Yeah. But that's like, yeah, for like even more extreme. <laughs> like we were like, yeah, the Thomas Friedman. The Thomas Friedman <laughs> index, the hot white chick index of China. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. We should like, find out other countries. That actually that would be this. a great way to invest. Yeah. Who's that mad money? This is a mad money. We should give oh, this Kramer. tip. Let's get Kramer. your Kramer on. <laughs> Let's see if we can book him. That would be a good pod. Louis C. Kramer. <laughs> he was <laughs> two people. They look the same. They kind of do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this would be. I'm not. Wow, this is a billion dollar idea. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Because I'm not even kidding. They they called it. I mean, truthfully, they didn't call when to get there though. You want to yeah. invest before they get there. Yeah, but the minute know. they leave, you want to leave. Yeah. Take your money out. Take your money out. When the hot or, or white when there's chicks. too many white chicks there, you know that's like gotta be ready. To you bounce. should have invested earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bubbles burst, or it's about to burst. So it's about to burst, and this is only for this doesn't count for European countries. 
No, because the white chicks are always begun. They're always there. Yeah. yeah, this counts for places. Remote places. Play, here's what it is, if you want to get real about it. Places where they go, even if they don't think they're going to get some hot European husband there. Right. Or Because basically hot chicks go to Europe because they're like, ooh, la la, uh, I can meet a guy. <laughs> is, that, is that why they go? I'm just saying. <laughs> they're not going to Suzhou, China. What are you, you going to meet? some other things there. You're going to meet my dirtbag friends. Yeah. Or you're going to meet... Um, a uh, uh, guy like an engineer or something. Yeah, it's one of the keys to the whole like, no matter what's going on with terrorism or anything to like Israel to getting like at least Jewish tourists. Yes, because they're all dreams to meet an Israeli soldier or Israeli yeah. guy in general. Yeah, but you know, if they were if they were looking like your dirtbags, then Isra- exactly. it would all fall apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There'd be okay. no birthright. Our bunch of sleaze <laughs> buckets. I mean, these are you're, we're talking uh, arrested scumbags. Mm. All right, good crew. So that's the golden, the golden generation. The golden generation. Yeah. So that's all that's left. It's fun. Uh, Once Joe Schaefer left, we knew it was all, you know, the, the lady. That's when the white chicks really left, right? Let's say this. Joe Schaefer might want to go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, well, this is also, here's a tip to the guys out there. So it was, now it could be, now's the time to go if you're a dirtbag white guy. Because there was too much competition there in the, in the heyday. Yeah. For jobs and for uh romantic relationships now everyone's gone so this is you can get back in you can get back in you can this be is cool. like in reinvesting in like right after like 2009 america right after the whole <laughs> collapse <laughs> stimulus plan is there you could be right after it all ended yeah so that's it it's a ghost town um i'll keep <laughs> it's, a ghost town. it's over update well, well next year we'll check in and see if it's improved at all and the pollution is just as bad as it's always been every once in a while they say like there's all this propaganda that has gotten better it hasn't gotten better yeah because i'm seeing in different spots in america like in california that like banned plastic at bottles completely or something and yeah but like they're not doing anything in china are they well no they, yeah, they actually yeah. ban all that stuff years and years oh, ago okay so china's the number one world polluter and the number one leader in green technology right it's just they have so many people and just, they started at such a terrible spot okay so they're doing stuff but it's like they've yeah okay. they're doing more than anyone but they're still but way they've behind. also created the big it's like you make the biggest fire and then you're they're doing the most to put it out but exactly so that's it that, any right. questions i mean that was my trip uh <laughs> in summary uh, all the dirtbags are in prison or in they prison. kick kicked out of the country. Right. All dirtbags, AKA my friends. Um, and then it's a good time to invest. And you didn't go to any comedy anywhere. No comedy. Was it no, like- so Mah- shout out to Muhammad Magdi. Who's uh, one of the guys who runs our club out there. Our former club yep. out there. He run he's running a number of shows around the region and he offered me a bunch of shows to do. I just didn't have time. I was in yeah. China for one week. You have to people. I'm sure people on the street were like, Oh, oh, it whispering. was. Is that Turner Sparks? Is it was that, a lot of that. The funny guy's back. A lot of whispering. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to do an underground performance we, somewhere. Well, we, we did. We did go down to the local bar, mm. and uh, which we used to run shows and just yeah. go in and have a cocktail and, and say like, hi. Come on. Take People sh- were coming up to me. Shout out to It's all like them. when you see like a guy who just retired in the NBA. He's like, still looks. They still look like. Tim Duncan looks like he could play. Yeah. Come on out. Play yeah. with us. Said, nope. 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 Can't Not do it. Nope. I was there to see my family. Yes, you know? see family. So All that's right. it. Next time. Next time I will be back. I will do shows there when I go back next time, though. That's it. That's, that's a, a promise. promise. Cap. That'll be your fourth highlight, fifth highlight. Should we get to the news? Play the music. Play the music. Kaplan, 
first news story of the week comes to us from Sports Illustrated. <laughs> oh, nice. When you're talking about the NBA playoffs, so what do we got? Not, not at all. Halima Adin makes history as the first model to wear a hajib and burkini in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. <laughs> swimsuit issue? Is that what it's called? Yeah, they still have a swimsuit issue? It's my first cool thing. I get they still have a magazine, but it's still a magazine. It seems amazing. There's still a swimsuit issue, like in the age of the internet. And so they do the swimsuit issue every year. If, if, if you don't know what a burkini is, what it is, is uh, it's like a clever name for uh, these women who wear a hijab, which is is the hijab the head or the full body? The hijab is just the head thing. Okay, well, the you know the burqa. The burqa is the full I've body. always heard it called the burqa. Oh, yeah, burkini. The burqa. So the burqa is uh, the full body thing where you can only see their eyes, right? I think I'm not an expert. I think it yeah. could be different in different places. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. The eyes thing, I'm not positive on. I, I can I, speak from my own personal burka, experience. It, yes. Where I've seen this in Malaysia, mm. only wearing the eye. You only yeah. wear the eyes. I mean, Which, you can only see the eyes. You know, but then, someone, I have nice eyes, so I'm not against it. You know, what happens if they want to go swimming? Mm. If you want to go swimming, then the option is you also have to only be able to see your eyes. So they put on, it's like a full scuba gear. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to be able to breathe, right? You got to so, be able to breathe. That's questionable. Yeah. Be able to breathe and be able to see your eyes. So it's like full on scuba mm. with the hat, with the yeah. head part and like a wetsuit, a full body wetsuit. Yeah. And they call that a, like jokingly a burkini, but really it just covers every part of your body, but you can go swimming. Right. So now Sports Illustrated mm. in all their woke uh, culture. So, that's what I was saying to you. You didn't realize how woke this was off air. I was like, this is the wokest thing ever. Well, the reason <laughs> you said it was woke to show a woman in fully covered in a swimsuit issue. Yes. And you're like, I have multiple issues with this. Number one is that I, I don't, I honestly thought until right now that this, uh, the full burkini, burka, trying to swim in a burka was toxic masculinity. I didn't think it was pro women. It seems pretty anti women to me. It's very anti women because, uh, they don't in countries like, I don't know each country's different, but most of these countries, they don't have a choice. It's not like a clearly, it's not an option. It didn't seem like an option. So what you can wear. So, um, you know, if you want to choose to wear that, that's your, in America, you're allowed. Well, when religion. I, but in mostly, so that's why it's kind of offensive because these people, you know, like in, in certain countries, you know, I was watching this video earlier of like girls in a school who like didn't have the hijab on and like, there was an inspector coming by and literally like smacking them like in a way that like, the, like because they weren't wearing it because they weren't wearing it, it, it it's like the, it, the, it, you'd be like kicked out of the nfl based on what happened this week if you were hitting a kid that way in america sure that's just hitting a, a, a girl for not wearing a hijab so it's like the idea that you're now celebrating this as part of diversity i'm pretty sure it's... like they're not going to put an orthodox woman in a in a long dress and a wig on the cover of sports Illustrated i want them to or a christian I... amish whatever or, uh yeah an amish or a quaker a quaker let's get a quaker full on like who what's that what's that uh the t- handmaid's tale yeah handmaid whatever like pence's called. america is gonna have a yeah let's get them in the swimsuit issue but not the, in sw- by the way not in swimsuits but the larger thing is even taking that away even if you disagree with number me, my number one problem is this isn't a swimsuit yeah that's the thing if you even gonna take argue, argue against what i just said uh, cause you want to be woke, whatever. That's your right. But the, it's not woke. It's sports illustrated swimsuit issue. Guys are buying it to like, I don't know, jerk off. <laughs> yeah. look at girls. So like the whole point of the magazine is to see hot girls. It's not hot. I've seen the picture. It's not hot. So I like, looked at it. Too. I mean, and it's like when they do that thing where they like plus size or whatever. And it's like, you're just being like contrary. Now, nobody's looking at that page. You want to be like, look at us. We're being special or 
It's yes. Like, but we're, we're, we're turning that page immediately. It's like, so why do you have, you could cancel. The we Sims- want everyone to be equal. You like, can cancel the swimsuit issue if you want. Nobody cares anymore. I don't know. Why just cancel it? But, yeah, just cancel it. But I mean, if we're at this, just cancel or just make it a swimsuit issue for, just make it full, uh, Burka, <laughs> market to the Middle East or whatever. Well, you could market it to different cultures. Like I, but is that, is that the best business move? Just to completely change? This reminds me of when um, Gillette had their toxic masculinity commercial, yeah. and then they were shocked that people didn't like it. People didn't like it because you're marketing to men. Right, and you're and insulting you're telling men. men that they're toxic, that all their, which I'm sure what we're saying right now is probably toxic masculinity. Uh, they, they, they do, they, this is, if you're Sports Illustrated, you're marketing to, to men. generations of American men who want to watch sports and like yeah. sports and then you're asking them now to uh to i don't even know what when well, you try to stay in your lane it's like the people reading the magazine i mean you know there's people in the middle east there's like heroes there's these there's like women who in iran who will not wear hijab and dance in public which you're not allowed to do either and film it and there's people who would like spit on them and they could be thrown in prison and they're like these are like real feminists remember iman and I- iman al husseini was very against the hijab when she came into our yeah, podcast exactly these are like real feminists and like the culture goes against them. They're like, they're like, yeah. they're upholding the patriarchy here of like wearing a bikini. Yes. Yeah. And tone deaf. Yeah. And is it's what like, I would call this. I mean, and I have a special place in my heart for the sport. I'm glad it, in a way, nostalgic wise, it still exists because like, I remember the excitement of like getting it every year. Sport, the swimsuit, sport, issue? The swimsuit issue. Oh, sure. I remember because my dad had a subscription to Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And I would like take this. And I remember once I took it on a class bus trip at the Jewish Day School, which is an Orthodox Jewish elementary school. So no was, jerking in the bus. Yeah. No, it was like, and I got in big trouble. They pulled it away from me. What, really? Because I snuck it on the bus. I was showing it to all the boys in class. And now <laughs> maybe if they would have produced a special Jewish Orthodox women page, I would have been allowed. Yes. Like a, a pullout rabbi's wife. In a- but also, <laughs> so, doesn't it feel yeah. like, just think historically, um, we're going backwards. Yeah. Like in the old days, women used to be very, very covered up. And then it was like, hey, be free. If be you've ever you seen, want. one of the depressing things you could do is Google like women or life in Iran in the set before the revolution. Or like a lot of Middle Eastern countries. Lebanon's another one. But like you would see like women out in bikinis on the beach and like looking like cosmopolitan. Beirut looked like Paris of the Middle East. Yeah, now they get and now they're like, in the yeah, it's like so. So I don't don't encourage this going backwards. That's my take. Uh, okay, next next story. Should we do the next story? Yeah. What's up? What else we got? Business Insider, Kaplan. Right. McDonald's is adding some of its biggest hits from around the world to its American menu. Big. Oh, you do, do they? Where are they from? You, what are you checking your watch? In early June, the fast food giant is adding four worldwide favorites to the menu, according to internal documents shared with Business Insider. The new menu items are the giant McExtreme bacon extreme. burger from Spain. Ding, 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 ding. The st- what is it? You had, you had bacon. The, the Stroop waffle? The Stroop waffle McFlurry. What is a Stroop waffle? I don't know. It sounds good. That's from the Netherlands. At the tomato mozzarella. Chicken sandwich from Canada. Isn't that just a chicken parm? Gross. <laughs> and the cheesy bacon fries from Australia. Okay, which ones are you in on? I'll tell you which ones I'm in on. Uh, so here's what I'm it- definitely not in the cheesy bacon fries. I'm definitely not in the Grand McStream. I like the sound of the stoop waffle McFlurry. I think it's a dessert. That sounds like a dessert. No, like a. I would imagine. Yeah, McFlurry. That sounds pretty That's good. Ice cream. Uh, the tomato mozzarella chicken. That's that's good. That's like a chicken parm almost. Can I I'm tell in. you I'm out I'm on McDonald's that? chicken parm, baby. I'm out <laughs> on the mozzarella chicken parm because it's it says from Canada. Any Canadian food. We just had a layover in Canada, <laughs> Montreal, 
disaster of a food, a disaster of a country for food. Montreal's got great food. Maybe at the Not airport. Not in the airport. Well, I don't know. I've the airport. Woo! I wouldn't trust it. And on Can- Air Canada. Guess who was ever there for a layover? It's such a weird place to have a layover. It was very odd. Yeah, you had to get a, a visa just to go there for like 30 minutes. No, yeah, well. Uh, anyway, but I'm in on the bacon fries. I'm in on the, the Mick Extreme. Anything bacon, I'm in I for. Don't, I don't ever go to McDonald's as we've discussed. Like I haven't been. But you go abroad? But, and I don't even go abroad. But when I'm in, I might be in Canada shortly. And I might, when I'm there, I might check out this tomato mozzarella sandwich. So I can, I want to give it a fair shake. All right, do a recon and mission. I would like to go to any other countries. Maybe I'll start doing that and we can make some. Uh, what do they have? Do they have McDonald's in China? They have it, right? They have McDonald's in China. The more popular is KFC in China. But what uh, do they have any different menu items? Yeah, tons. So KFC has way, way better. That they have like a um a, a chicken sandwich. I mean, like it looks like a fried like a grilled. Ch- I mean, a fried chicken sandwich. But instead of chicken, it's shrimp. Oh, I I think that's kind of good. Chinese ch- KFC shrimp sounds. Yeah, good. and then they have a they have those like egg tarts. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, they have those which are really good. Uh, what else? I don't know. They have all kinds of stuff. But I, I they also just in general like the so Doritos. I was telling Doritos has. Um, I took a picture on it. It's on my Instagram right now. If you go oh. on there at Turner Sparks, Doritos has a buffalo wing flavored Dorito. Uh, uh, Amazing. How does that sound bad? I, don't know. Just, I just don't like the. It's I know called it's, late it's night. Kind of, Dur- it's it's from kind of late an, night an English thing having weird flavors of potato chips. That's I, everybody thing. I know. I, I don't like it. China has salt two- and vinegar, sour cream and onion, regular. That's all I need. Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't need these buffalo wings. Cucumber fit. Coming flavor. out hard against them. <laughs> Next story, Kaplan, from the anti-Semitic New York Times. Oh, yes. The, my favorite What do you think about that? That uh, story that... Um, the cartoon? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that Hitler cartoon they put out. Which one? There's so many anti-Semitic cartoons. Well, the one the where it's uh, Trump is walking the dog, and the dog has the face of... Was it Netanyahu uh, or Netanyahu, something? yeah. I thought it was a compliment because Netanyahu... I mean, <laughs> it's a nice thing they even said about him in the New York Times that he's like a dog. I mean, dogs are lovable are animals. They against, are they against him? They're not big fans of him. I mean, I'm not a big fan of him either, to be. But, you know, I don't know. Who reads cartoons? I feel like the only time cartoon writers ever get attention is if they do something, like, controversial, like, anti-Semitic or... Oh, like the... Uh, like, who are those people in the middle... And then uh, Europe? They'd, oh, keep, they'd always have the... the they got a fatwa on them for Well, they got killed or something. Did someone get killed over that? Oh, but, Charlie Hebdo? Oh, Charlie Hebdo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they die? Well, there was a terrorist attack. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. But uh yeah, but nobody knows about like the New Yorkers boring cartoons. Never no one ever talks about those. So you're saying the only way you gotta be racist? You gotta be a little bit racist. You wanna make it in the cartoon <laughs> business. You're in favor of the anti-Semitic New York Times? <laughs> yes, I'm coming out in favor of them. Running out all right, here's the story. Running out of children. Do we do we gotta go? No, no, no. I'll just check. Running out of children, a South Korea school enrolls illiterate grandmothers, Kaplan. <laughs> As the birth rate plummets in South Korea, rural schools are emptying. To fill its classrooms, one school opened its doors to women who have decades for for decades dreamed of learning to read. So, so uh, Korean women are having less; they're averaging less than one child per couple. Korean Korean, Korean families now, young Korean that's families. Ins- how's that even possible? Less than one. So a lot of people are just not having kids. At people, all. A lot of people are not having kids. And this isn't the government; they didn't do anything. No, no, no. This isn't a one-child policy. Yeah. This is just uh, they're just doing it to do it. Um, so they're in, so because the schools are, because like, what's the problem? Don't they understand? Like in America, we want low, you would be advertising this. We have a good teacher to student ratio. Yeah. <laughs> just run with it. Then you'll be ranked as the best schools in South Korea. People, and then people start moving there because you have the ratio and then you'll get kids that way. 
You don't they need should have American kids uh, flying it like for uh, schools. For, oh, maybe that's where I could take Teddy. He'll learn math. The, the, yeah, he'll learn math. And maybe the homework, they won't be so tough on him. They'll be happy to have a kid. They won't give me any frowny faces. All he's got to do is be better than the grandma. Better than the grandma. Okay. Yeah. Done. Moving to South Korea. Done. Yeah. Because are these, I mean, yeah, illiterate grandmas. I, I mean, it's a good level. Like what age kid is smarter than the illiterate grandma? <laughs> are you like, smarter than a first grader? <laughs> are you smarter than an illiterate grandmother? <laughs> well, TV I like show. how our reality shows are becoming their like real life. I mean, it is cool in all like seriousness. Cool. They're like the, all these grandmas. I guess when they were, the grandmas were kids, they weren't allowed to reach. They were girls. That's what I'm assuming. That's why it's not yeah. like grandpas. Yeah, exactly. And so oh, that's now. nice. Next story, Kaplan. This comes to us from the Pooch Times. <laughs> is that a real paper? That's one of our real. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that that's a, a trusted news. Is source. that a newspaper for dogs? I'm not sure. Or about do- mostly dog news or dogs learning to read. <laughs> Beginning from the 2019-2020 school year, cursive writing will be mandatory for Texas elementary schools. Oh my god! It's I can back, teach baby. All that useless knowledge that we have could be useful again. Is Teddy? So this, this, the article says they phased out cursive in the early 2000s. I wouldn't know because like, I learned it, obviously, in the early 90s. Yeah, we 90s. were told, to like for the kids out there, we were told to only write in cursive that it was a very important skill for when you got into the real world. In the real world, you had to know cursive. Yeah. Nobody used uh, handwriting. They didn't you, teach us to type. You look like a goddamn farmer if you wanted to use uh, print <laughs> yeah. or whatever the other kind of writing is called. <laughs> yeah. and so you the had, other kind called? Writing. It's just called writing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so you had to learn cursive to, to be an elite. To be an elite. And I, we are elite. But I have I don't know about you, but I feel like I know how to write my name. I don't know. If I had to write cursive, I, I only know like all the, there's some letters I don't think I remember how to write if I had to write. I'm it. now at you remember that scene in Billy Madison when he has to write cursive and he's writing he doesn't know how to do an F? Yeah. I literally am at, at that point now. That yeah, was like, like a punchline to the I think joke. I would just make like regular of some letters. Some, if I don't know, I just put it like an F. Like a, I, Well, I think it's like a musical note yeah. of sorts, like yeah. a treble clef. Yes. That might be an F. But uh, yeah, I've I've always told I tell the kids often as like a broken like about cursive and how and but maybe but cursive's useless. No, maybe it's coming. This is good because Te- I was just talking about earlier how Teddy's handwriting is not good. But maybe if I start teaching him cursive, knowing that it's going to be coming back in a few years on the side, he'll have an advantage on those other kids. But you'll have just- to you have to move to Texas. It's only coming back in Texas. <laughs> why only Texas? And their reason for they stated reason why the Texas school board is they said in case uh, that we go out the grid goes down. <laughs> and then what? like all t- electricity. The Y2K they're I'm not even for? kidding. They are. All, all electricity goes and mm. then there's no more typing and then kids have to learn cursive. Forgetting that uh, typewriters exist, right? Or do those off electricity those as well? Those would work too, but if kids wouldn't know how to use typewriters. You make a mistake and they're fucked. They don't know how to delete. They don't know how to- is this Beto all works idea? Is this what he's running on? I think this is Beto's platform. <laughs> is Beto's platform coming out of hippie it's Texas. Cursive. <laughs> Curse. Because you got to separate yourself from the pack. There's a lot of Democrats running. Yeah, you got to do this, something. Is Cursive Alt Middle? Have we decided? Especially as a white male, you got to <laughs> figure out something you gotta, to he's get your trust fund baby. So he needs something. Exactly. Cursive, cursive is very elite. I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't be doing this. Trump's going to come out again. What is cursive going to do for you? I mean, I do this in my act, so I hate to get too far into it, but are you going to like re sign the Declaration <laughs> yeah, of Independence? Exactly. What are you possibly needing? cursive for it's for signing documents basically oh it's only be signing checks sign checks you gotta have money but no one writes checks like trump knows cursive and then he knows like his name he knows how to write his name probably probably he's donald j oh you need autograph the j is a nice yeah autograph sign your autograph right if you're gonna become a celebrity you gotta know cursive you gotta gotta, like practice your you know we we should be practicing because you know i we came off that pod last week and people were throwing pieces of paper out 
me left and right sign, you know, little autograph action. Yeah, exactly. And I said, I can't do it because I don't know my, my signature. You don't know your name. I don't know how to do it yet. I need to practice. I need to cut the signature before I start doing autographs. So maybe by the next live pod, I'll have that ready. I'm going to go to Texas, do a little Good. bump well, I'm, I'll be in Texas in September doing a whole tour. So I'm going to uh, study some I'm gonna, cursive. I'm telling you, I'm going to, because I'm still trying to figure out to answer the loss in America. I'm going to sit down with Teddy for this next reading journal and I'm going to teach him how to do his answer in cursive. And we're going to, we're going to hand that in. The teacher's going to not know what hit her. <laughs> I'm going to make like a Korean grandma. And when I get to Texas, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go back to elementary school. A lot of good callbacks. Going one on. like, can we have time for one more? We'll make it quick. All right. Let's just keep bringing know, on the news. Kaplan, I know we got to get out of here. Last news story of the week comes to us from BBC News, Kaplan. All right. The Swiss government wants to put an end to its emergency stockpile of coffee <laughs> after declaring that it is not essential for human survival. Can I, can I start? Yeah, you start. They have an. They, here's what's wrong. I don't even know a lot of this is going on here in the story. Do you not understand? Oh, so the, uh, so countries keep emergency stashes of stuff. Switzerland began began storing emergency reserves of coffee between World War One and World War Two in prepar- in preparation for potential shortages. Well, I imagine that coffee's gone bad by now. It continued. <laughs> so, I, does coffee go bad or does it uh, go good? I don't know. It, it continued in subsequent decades to combat shortages sparked by war, natural disaster, or epidemics. Now it hopes to end the practice by 2022. Currently, it has 15, well, 15,300 tons of coffee saved up. I mean, here's what I'd say. Here's why Switzerland doesn't win wars. Because while they're storing coffee, we're storing nukes. And guns and oil and, and oil, gold. yeah, and uh, everything. Do you think why. we're stirring coffee? No, we're a real country. We're a real country. Yeah. What do you think if Trump had a choice of like things he could add to whatever we store? Like, what would he choose? Like, like the swimsuit uh, issue of the hijab. <laughs> the hijab I think probably issue. phone so he could tweet. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder. Yeah. I mean, I I would be. So I want to do this. Can we go to? Switzerland and like, is there going to be a sale? Are they going to be like, you know, when a store goes out of business? Good point. They got everything must go and they discount everything. Like, I just bought a ton of dog food I don't need because a dog store near my a, a, a pet supply store near my office is going out of business. Everything I was like pillaging this poor mom and pop shop. Yeah, we can resell it percent off. So, you know, maybe we can pillage them for the coffee. This is a billion I'm dollar a, idea. I'm an addict. Guess what? I got a. My friend's dad is a uh, spice trader. Ooh. An old school spice trader. This is literally what he does. He goes into country and export game. He eh? buys up all their spices. Is this Art Vandalay, your friend? Yeah. And then he uh, hoards them and then sells them at a, as a market. We, this is our entry into the spice game. This is your entry? Okay. This is our entry. Okay. Yeah, We're no, going to go oh, buy all I'm the coffee. Honest. Okay. Okay. I'm in with you. And then we'll resell it. All right. That's, that's, that's it. That's a good idea. Uh, I would urge, though, people to, if you know anyone in Switzerland, to urge them against it because if the world's going to end or there's a natural disaster, you need to be able. You need people into sh- the mic. Talking you, need, to the mic. you need people who are sharp to get out of it. Yes. So I think you need caffeine. I think it is essential. I think it's more essential than you know food. If you're out of food, but you have caffeine, it's an appetite suppressant. It keeps you focused. Keeps you going. And booze. And booze. You need booze. Yeah. Is there booze? Is there whiskey? It doesn't say. We probably have whiskey in our supply. Kentucky. We probably. I'm well, sure we do in Kentucky. All right. Yeah. That's it. Cap. All right. One last thing. June seventh. Get tickets now. Friars Club, New York City. Also, it's a once in once in a lifetime opportunity to go to the Friars Club. How about that? Once in a lifetime, because we if we are going to have you all banned from the Friars Club. Yeah, everyone's immediately everyone banned. who's in our audience. And you go there, you have a couple cocktails. You sit in the Milton Berle room, right? Whip your dick out. Whip it out. That's yeah. it, Cap. What should we do? Get lost. Get lost. There's a sad sort of clanging from the clock in the hall and the bells in the steeple too. Up 
regretfully they tell us, but firmly they compel us to say goodnight to Come on.